We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Monday, the 19th day of December, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. Bruce, we'll start with you today. How are you? Healthy and alive. Yeah, doing well. Fantastic. And Ned, back with us again this week. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. You guys sound healthy, which is good. Yes. Yes. We're, we're back, back after after beating uh, COVID round. What round are we on now? Seven, eight, nine, ten, something like that. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's crazy. We're going to talk about a lot of that stuff today. I've got uh, and I've got a surprise for you too. Yeah, I had a surprise I'm for Marty uh, just uh, just yesterday at time of recording, and I've got one for you today as well. So, where would you like to start, Mister Wizard? Um, I don't know, really. I was just picking up. I mean, I was there's lots of silly stuff going on in this country. They're trying out the oh, what you were talking about before. You mentioned Oxford. That fifteen the minute cities. The fifteen minute. Oh, not oh, that. Oh, not, yeah, okay. not Bella Lugosi getting knighted <laughs> by King Charles. Uh, that's a bit much. Yeah, um, Count the Dracula minutes. from. Yeah, Count Dracula. <laughs> the fifth. No, no uh, Charles is actually a descendant from Vlad the Impaler. Actually, that side issue. Well, they should be best of friends, then, shouldn't they? They should be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but no, uh, fifteen minute cities. Yes, that's actually going to start in uh, in Oxfordshire. They uh, the council up there passed uh, some legislation on that, and then of course once the public, uh, cons- once the constituency found out about it, they were sending all kinds of threats and hate mail and. Uh, threatening council members, <laughs> things of that you nature. And the council said, no, I was taken out of context. Sorry. Yeah, it's the World oh, Economic no. Forum and Agenda 2030. Yeah it's, yeah, it's under the net zero heading. Yeah. People want to have a look at it because that's the sort of thing that you have to be ready for. It's just information. I mean, we know about it. Out there, they're going to try and implement it. And the idea of why they call it the 15-minute cities is uh, like in Oxford or... Um, in, in some of the cities, they try to uh, partition the neighborhoods up into, say, five or six areas, and you're not allowed to drive between them without being fined. You've got to be able to walk, cycle, or use public transport. The thing is, the wording that really does my head in is when they say something like, all the necessary amenities are within 15 minutes. Who chooses what's necessary? This is it. So basically, and if you want to leave these places, you can leave, but then you probably have to pay a congestion charge to come back into where you live. So the whole setup is wrong. It shouldn't be a congestion charge to start with. As if they've stopped you moving your car throughout the city, you should be able to leave and come back, shouldn't you? Obviously, because we have to visit, or is it that they don't want us to visit? They just want us to, hang on, what's that word? Lockdown. This is a designer climate lockdown basically for net zero it is yeah yeah so that is how they're slipping that through this will be their official climate lockdown for the good of you and everything will be available within 15 minutes of where you live and you're not to go Mm -hmm. anywhere else Mm -hmm. well you will own nothing and you'll be happy about it yeah would you call this uh, totalitarian uh i've got a few words worse than that tyrannical Well, yeah, all right. That's yeah, tyrannical. Yes, I like that. And and on that note, I just like to say, I, and I forgot to mention this. It just dawned on me. Happy anniversary, Ned. Pardonnez-moi. No, not not. <laughs> it's not an anniversary of France. No, it's it's an anniversary between us. Right? It's an anniversary between uh, us. And by uh, us, I mean uh, by us, I mean the Americans and the British. Yeah, it's it's today's oh, a special God. day. Today's a very well, special day. Well, well, hang on, hang on. It really hurts me when the colonies start to creep up behind you. You know what I mean? What you mean? What's what's creeping up behind me there? With the yeah, yeah. On this day, right? Because you know I'm a history guy. On this day in the year 1773, members of the underground Sons of Liberty movement dumped 342 chests of imported tea into the Boston Harbor to protest British taxation. That I can forgive. Coffee? I'd have been down there like a shot. <laughs> what did that happen? 
Marmite? That was, they would have been dead. Marmite, yeah. That was a 2%. <laughs> by the way, that was because of a 2% tax. 2%. Yeah. I didn't know when I had it good. <laughs> yeah, you can say that again. As uh, Bruce is wearing his 1776 t-shirt with the 13 stars on it for the 13 colonies, which is which mm -hmm. is hilarious. It's very fitting. And and all the signers of the all the signers of the declaration. declaration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah well, so anyway, I'm still happy a, anniversary. I'm, a, I'm still a pom. Prisoner of Mother England. That's me. Pommy. It's Father Glad England now. You have uh, you have King Charles now. It's Father England now. Uh, <laughs> no and, and to that yeah, and to that point, Charles knighted the boss of AstraZeneca this week. Uh, <laughs> Pascal Sorio. Yeah, he's a uh, French Australian uh, dual citizen. He was knighted by, uh, Pascal, by Pascal Bella Lagosi. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, he gave a speech shortly after being knighted, saying the following: that um, the COVID vaccine concerns were overblown. Mm, overblown. Overblown. And they're still, they're still coming <laughs> out. <laughs> Did he say like? Was he meaning overblown as in what it does to the heart, maybe or something? Yeah, yeah. overinflated. Yes, that's what you should have said. <laughs> it's 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 a heartwarming situation. Bless. Oh, it's a horrible, horrible. I mean, knighted. He should have just chopped his head off. Well, he had the sword Whoosh. right there. Yeah, he had the sword yeah. right there. He might as well just taking care of business. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, if it's overblown, Australia don't think so, do they? Because, uh, what was that quote the other day? One of them was giving it, it said, oh, why are all the mortality rates above normal? Because apparently, so they're having a debate over there. And uh, yes, mortality rates should be between 1% to 2%. Different. But now it's up to 13%. I hope you're all worried, Australians, because it's creeping up on you. And for that to happen, something's got in the system. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up, actually. I was going to go this way with it, uh, and I, I was kind of figuring out how to segue to that. Uh, but since you brought up Australia, I suppose we can jump right into that. Australia, they colonies. I, well, I started with the colonies, yeah, but I guess I didn't start with the prison colony. <laughs> I'm a pom in a pom. <laughs> it sort of fitted in. Yeah, yeah. So let's go down to Australia and let's take a look at what they're doing in uh, the, uh, the the totalitarian state of Victoria run by none other than Dan Andrews. Um, tyrannical state. Yeah, tyrannical. Well, he is a dictator, isn't he? He's, he's, he is. he's a disgusting, horrible man. But Victoria is starting a new campaign to tackle a problem that they're now dealing with. Uh, uh, not vaccine hesitancy. Uh, well, this is from Seven News out of Melbourne. North has become the first in Australia to roll out a life-saving street tool. Defibrillators have been installed outside homes, increasing survival rates of cardiac arrests. Really? A life-saving machine is now within walking distance for every resident in Reservoir. Every home is now within 400 metres of, of a defibrillator and over 3,000 people have been trained in CPR. 27 defibrillators have been rolled out at homes around the suburb, transforming the fifth deadliest area for cardiac arrests into the safest. Sudden cardiac arrest uh, affects and impact almost anybody. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's not about age. It's not about gender. Uh, it is simply a killer across the board. Over 6,500 sudden cardiac arrests occur in Victoria each year. 80% happen in the home. CPR within the first six minutes is crucial. And coupled with a defibrillator, it increases survival rates to over 50%. Start CPR. Press, press. Press. Just 11 months into the Australian first trial, it's already saved a man's life. Friends of his were able to come over, know the defib was here and access the defib while the ambulance were on their way. St John's are in the process of selecting the next area to benefit from the program, but they are calling on the Andrews government to pitch in and provide funding to roll it out around the state. We know it's going to save lives. Uh, it is going to make a huge impact on communities. Rochelle Brown, 7 News. You see, Ned, just to tackle that uh, increasing uh, cardiac problem, we're just going to put a defibrillator outside of everyone's home. So since myocarditis is on the up, and if someone's having a bit of a problem with that, then you hit them with a full load of volts. I'm sure that's going to do them a lot of good. That's only if they haven't had their new Moderna mRNA vaccine for the repair of that heart muscle after a cardiac <laughs> event. Cause it, cure it. 
<laughs> yeah, you see, they're rolling out a new one. They've got a uh, they've got an mRNA cancer vaccine. They're rolling out, and they say that you only need nine doses of this one. Uh, actually, now you said that, I'm going to put something in about that later. Do people know what a cancer is? I'll talk about that later. Simple definition of it, and I will. I'll put that in later because I need to talk about something else as well. A couple of other things. Yeah, it's a rapid. You, can, um, you, you save your Christmas so. fun for me, and I'll save my boring. Okay. Medical stuff for later. Oh, I can warn you, like you can switch off then or give me the heads up. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, but no, that's that's what's going on down in Australia. And there's other things that uh, that are happening across. Uh, let's start. Let's go to Fortune magazine, right? <laughs> Fortune magazine. Fortune magazine. Yes. What's Fortune that? Magazine. Merck magazine or something? It's, I think so. <laughs> well, it's presented by CVS Health, which is a uh, a chain pharmacy in America. Fortune magazine in the wellness section, they have uh, put out a story three days yeah, ago that sick. says people who skipped their COVID vaccine are at higher risk of traffic accidents, according to a new study. Uh, why? Are they being chased down by blue lit ambulances or Either something? Either that or the people that are flopping over in the driver's seat from having it are crashing into the people that haven't had it. That's the only thing we can think of. <laughs> yeah. so, most probably. Um, anything happening in Germany? I've got well, a question they, for you about Germany, actually. They've had, well, yeah, I heard today they've had the lowest, basically the COVID cases in the state of Bayern, which is in Bavaria. They've had the lowest cases since COVID started, and that's only because they stopped testing. So other than that, I haven't uh, haven't heard anything. Oh, like. well, they threw the PCR test out the window. And yeah, I, well, at least for the time way. being, yeah, yeah. Who's the AFD in politics in there, Germany? It's a right-wing movement or something, that's, isn't it? Well, they call it a right-wing movement. Quite frankly, it's a far-left movement, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Oh. Uh, if you look at okay. it, it's, they're very nationalistic. I, I use that term very loosely. They're very nationalistic, but they are heavy, and I mean heavy, on uh, socialist programs. So all the benefits and, and everything else that you can imagine, all of the frills that the state gives you, uh, that's not they were fight They were fighting for a Freedom of Information Act, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a not a lot of data out on stuff, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, but that's not, but they have to show themselves as being an opposition party. I know what political game they're playing, but quite frankly, you're not going to end up with a quote right wing party out of it. Oh no, it's just that they've been. You see, this is what confused me because I looked into what they do, but they have been publicized as a right wing movement, and I went, "Hang on a second. and I had to ask the question. No, I didn't think so because they don't seem to be that way. No, they're not right. And yet they're being publicized that they're actually being publicized yeah. across the board for it. Um, apparently, they're, um, they've literally got Freedom of Information Act on millions of patients' data. Okay. And what the have they said about stuff. it? Uh, well, it, it's basically out of it. I mean, uh, so far, they're cataloging all the death rates. 16% up, myocarditis is 4 out of 25. Yeah. You know, I did they're see... actually splashing the stuff out there now. Yes, I did That's see they, um, they, uh, they released, actually there was a, there was a study that was, uh, that was released last week, and it's, excuse me, five, four days ago. This is a study out of Germany, uh, and they show the deaths per quarter between 2016 and 2022. It's increased by a factor of three since the start of 2021. Why? Why? Why 2016 and 2020, as in the beginning of the lockdown? Is that what they started well, yeah, they out, need, got it out? Well, no, it was actually, no, it wasn't the beginning of the lockdown. It was the beginning of the vaccine rollout. Oh, right. They got it straight up to that, that yes. gate, have they? Correct. Yeah, no, that yeah. Makes sense. so they, makes yeah, sense. and you can, yeah, and you can see the, uh, you can see in yeah. 2021. No, 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 I can see what, I can see why they've done it now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, it's everywhere. This yeah. information's all out there, but it's the medical information we need. It's the proof, you know, that's, that's what a lot of people are waiting for but still causing problems and they're still trying to roll it out there um i did hear you and marty talk about the um uh, mp in parliament yes. in the uk yeah, yeah. Uh, that was having a good talk i actually watched that and yes there wasn't very many actually just as he was given the floor half a dozen people must have walked out i think and left about half a dozen in there and that's just pathetic I and mean, if you think well it actually shows uh, who wants to be um, associated with it or disassociated with it, which is the problem. Yeah, and he, he was he was left, I think there was about two two MPs that stood by him and asked pertinent questions. But other than that, at least, he's, at least it's getting vocal out there. I don't know whether it's going to do any good, but yeah. Other than that, um, I haven't heard anything out of New Zealand of you because it's been 
clients. No, nothing out of New Zealand. Uh, no, nothing this week. No. No. Yeah, it's been it's it's the middle of the summer. Right? They can't play any uh, any COVID restrictions down there. <laughs> Same thing in Australia. They can't. They can't oh, yeah. do anything. So they're gonna. <laughs> they have to just let it pass, and then they while well, they can they can spin up the uh, the propaganda up here and peg everybody yeah. to the wall with uh, you know new virus. Concerns. Maybe, maybe, maybe there'll be thousands of cattle dying from heat stroke down there, all human. Possibly. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah. See, possibly that that's true. I did. I did see that uh, you guys had canceled climate change. Did you see that? You guys had uh, temporarily. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah, well, you, for a it while. doesn't exist. It doesn't <laughs> exist for a while because you guys are having some uh, some energy grid problems, and so your Department of Energy or Ministry of Energy, whatever you have there that controls your energy, <sighs> they said, "Yeah, we're going to have to uh, turn on our coal fire plants to kind of help with the um, the excess energy usage." Well, hang up. <sighs> That really does my head in. What's the biggest problem? We we all know, like you, we've got um, all these renewables. Part, I mean, put nuclear aside. Every other renewable adds up to what two to three percent. If you've if got that. it all going, if that, if that. Yeah. yeah. So basically, the biggest problem you've got these. They're all touting renewables, 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 but they have to be backed up by the systems. And yeah, if you looked around the world, what, what what's everybody missing? Storage systems. There's no storage systems. So there's a lack of storage systems, and yet we have winters. We have lack of wind. We have whatever. So if you've got no storage systems, you're not going to have cover for any moments where you're supposed to lose your energy. Yeah, they have a little bit of a problem. When when you get ice and snow on solar panels, they don't actually work. <laughs> you're down to 0.3% and back up. <laughs> that's if you actually that's have any any sunlight at all which this time of year in, in europe you uh, typically don't it's, yeah but it's incredibly stupid i mean to actually have a storage system which everybody requires backup you have to be able to be producing more than what your country needs in the first place if you're only producing three percent on renewables except for nuclear it's mass speaks for itself it's just Stupid. Don't worry. The U.S. government has said they uh, uh, made some leaps in uh, fusion tech and will have fusion within the next uh, five decades. So they'll, five they'll decades. ride on it and fix it. Yeah, good it, five, it's win- gonna be, five winters it, later. It, it'll be... 50 winters later, sorry. <laughs> the, the thing is, if it's true and they made the advancements that they did, we're, we're looking at 20 years tops mm-hmm. uh, for now. The whole premise of this is to move everybody to electric cars as well, right? Because we need to get rid of like the, the petrol power cars and the diesel cars and, and all that stuff. That's all got to go. So we've got to move to electric cars. The World Economic Forum has a new solution for that because we require lots of cobalt. We require lots of lithium. And, and well, there's a little bit of a problem. In order to manufacture all the batteries that we're going to need to satisfy just replacing what we've already got in the market. You haven't got enough of it already. No, we need like 14 times more than what we know even exists. Okay, that's the first problem. So the WEF now, Klaus Schwab and company, they now say that, well, in order to to fix this, we're just going to have to eliminate cars, you see. Oh, you know why that is, don't you? Well, you, you, because everything's going yeah, to be accessible Tesla, in 15 minutes. They want to make Tesla go bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They did a small piece of this on, uh, on yeah, Fox News. I hate, I hate Fox News, but uh, they did a small piece on this, and this is, what, uh, this is what they had to say about it. The World Economic Forum is now looking to reduce ownership of private vehicles. Yes, the forum is claiming that this is a way to reduce global reliance on critical metals like cobalt and lithium as they make a push toward green energy. Dagan, give up your car, why don't you? Yeah, the World Economic Forum sponsors that little get-together, that boondoggle in Davos every year. Why do major private CEOs even go to that thing? If this is, these are the policies that the World Economic Forum are espousing, they're essentially saying, trying to take away your free will. Oh, you can't drive a car. And again, trying to apply uh, the ideas out of Europe onto the United States. Europe has a lot of mass transit. It's a very small continent. And North America, not so much. So stick that idea where the sun doesn't shine. 
<laughs> well, I have gone to Davos for 20 years for the World Economic Forum, and it's always been an incredible opportunity to hobnob with the leaders of the world. It is incredibly well attended every right. year. Uh, so for some reason, everybody's getting together globally. It has been the place that all of these people meet every year. You're right. Leo, but your thoughts <laughs> on the ideas of going green and taking away your private vehicle? Well, obviously, when we think about the history of motor vehicles, cars and other transportation, it has lifted millions, hundreds of millions of people out of poverty and has changed the dynamic of how we all live and the quality of our lives. So yes, while we all want a clean economy and we want a uh, you know a climate that is sustainable, the reality is that a collapsing economy isn't the answer. So there has to be a balance. And unfortunately, in today's bifurcated world, we get a little bit too much extremism. So hopefully we can bring some sense back into it. Yeah, clean house. This is, again, these are policies that are being pushed by a bunch of people that fly their fat asses all over the world in private jets and take uh, caravans just like, what, 10 miles long in some cases in all these armored cars and everything else. And they were not elected by anybody. No, no, not elected by a damn person. I've never seen Klaus Schwab. I've never seen that mope's name on a ballot anywhere of you. Uh, For um, euthanasia. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe he needs to go to Canada then. Yeah. It'd be 10,001. He's totally git. He is. Uh, I don't know. You've still got... It's too quiet in some areas. I mean, I tried to um, find out what was continuing in the Netherlands, and it just seems like that government is still pushing its... What, what is it? 25 billion project of buying all the farms up? 3,000 farms are going to be confiscated up there under something that Bruce loves called government imminent domain. Now, this is another lie. It's all about, they say, it's all about taking the nitrogen down. I mean, those farmers have done everything. They're they're the best in the world. They're they're good at whatever. But when they start talking about this is what people need to look at because there's some really good books on regenerative soils. You can actually get that farming set up, but it takes about two decades to put it into situ. Not a land grab and make it a misery and everything else like that, because that just leads to global food shortage. And that's what they've achieved. Well, that's what they want, because they need to they need to shut down the old system and clean out that supply line so they can bring in their new system. And you know who Fourth the biggest revolution. Yeah. And you know who the biggest proponent of that is, especially when it comes to the farms. Right. You know who that is. Do I need to even don't, tell don't, you who don't, that is? Don't, don't, don't talk about the bogeyman. Please. I have He's... a uh, I have a photo right here of him uh, and David Beckham. Uh, really? Really. Yeah. What? What's that about? But this is a this is about promoting vaccine. And you see, Bill, he's got on his lapel right there. He's got the uh, the circle of all of the sustainable development goals from Agenda 2030 from the United Nations. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Has he got two colostomy bags under his? He shirt, has got something going on under that shirt. I'm telling you. But you see, he's going to tell you how to how to be healthy. He's going to tell you. He's yeah, going to give you the products yeah. and the vaccines it, it, and the. Uh, it, isn't he just? And yeah, just he's going to tell you how to be healthy. He's going to give you the food uh, that's that's going to. Yeah, go ahead, Bruce. It's all those it's all those parasites he's gotten from eating all those bugs and <laughs> sewage water. <laughs> you don't think he actually eats what he sells, do you? That's what I, I was making this point yesterday. I said, how in the world is this even possible? Like this guy, this guy's got a bottomless bank account. He can have the mm-hmm. best food, the best nutrition, the best, the best trainers, every, the best clothes, everything. This guy can have the best of the best if he wants it. He can have the best trainers, the best workout equipment, all the rest of it. And he looks like that. I know. He don't care. It's, it, I'll tell you what, if I'd say his karma's catching up to him, I'd say he's not going to last oh, very long. He's, he's not going to last long looking like that, no. Especially if he's taking jabs. Yeah, right. Something. I mean, I'm telling you. Now, so before we get too far off topic, do, do you want to go over Sears? Have you heard of Sears yet? We haven't talked about Sears this week. Oh, no. Go for it. Okay. So Sears. It. Yeah, Sears. Now, to pretext to what Sears is, let's look at Event 201, right? Event 201 was put on by, as you pointed out, Ned, Johns Hopkins University. Oops. And they were wargaming, or I guess tabletopping. <laughs> you can't say wargaming. Pre-COVID. Yeah, they were tabletopping pre-COVID in October of 2019. They were 
table topping the world's response to a coronavirus outbreak and endemic. Yeah. Yeah. And just as luck would have it, a couple of months later, we got it. Hmm. Event 201 was put on by Johns Hopkins University and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And it just so happens that the one that they just did was tabletopped again by Johns Hopkins University and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I don't know if there's any kind of correlation has she, there. Has she still got a name to that? Yeah, it's still there. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. She, well, she's still working. Yeah, she's still working for the foundation. As a matter of fact, I, I have to think that that's what it was all about in the first place. Now, some people surmise that it was the uh, the Epstein connections and all that stuff, and it could very well be. We don't know. But I'm, I'm looking at it historically. This is exactly what Rockefeller did, John D. Rockefeller. He had some problems of being put in the limelight, and people were not really appreciative of the work that he was doing as the head of his foundation. <laughs> I'm sure you can he's wonder. Such a wonderful I'm sure, person. Yeah, he's such a philanthropist, such a such a loving, caring person for humanity. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure that um, you can appreciate why people didn't really appreciate that guy. And so he stepped back. But in order for him to do that, he had to do basically the same thing. He had to go through a divorce. So what happened during the divorce? Pretty much the same thing that's happened with what. Bill and Melinda Gates are going through. Everything that happened with John D, he stepped back and he was making public appearances here and there, a couple of speeches here and there, not really doing the quote day-to-day stuff anymore. He wasn't the face of the foundation, the Rockefeller Foundation anymore. It was his wife. They moved everything yeah. under her. And that's exactly what they've done here. So I'm half thinking that this was all done for show because it was done in the same manner. Now, keep in mind, John D. Rockefeller, had a son named David, right? David Rockefeller. Everybody remember him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. David Rockefeller just died. He didn't have any children. Guess who he mentored? Bill Gates. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So on to what they've done now. Uh, Sears tabletop. And they will explain in the promo video, and this is actually from the uh, the tabletop, what they did. Uh, and they go to their wrap up, their conclusion and everything. And it sounds pretty familiar. Now, I wonder, you know, we've been kind of surmising that um, they could very well possibly release another one. I mean, the first one, you follow the paper trail, you make your own conclusions. I wonder whose fingerprints are going to be all over this one. Officials in two Latin American countries alerted the WHO of several outbreaks of a new infectious disease that's mysteriously appearing across the region, Severe Epidemic Enterovirus Respiratory Syndrome 2025. Over the past six weeks alone, there have been 500 confirmed or suspected cases reported. The virus could cause a severe pandemic if early containment and mitigation efforts are not successful. The pandemic in this type of situation and trend would be a risk for the global health security. Pandemics are inherently political, financial, and so much broader. We have not spoken on the leadership in country. And I think that we need to be also very careful. We cannot decide a lot of things without the leaders be involved and agree on that. There is no substitute for national leadership. It's important to support the local response or the national response. Training those that are in these areas first, enabling them with the tools, protecting them, and if needs be, regional solidarity first. At this stage, communication is key, and communication should include not just scientists with data, but also social, religious, and political leaders. Trust, this is an essential issue, and trust was broken among countries, between populations and healthcare systems, between healthcare systems and governments. I'm very sorry to say that in uh, 2025, we need to strengthen the health system. WHO needs to be a voice for the voiceless. No one is safe until all of us are safe. As of today, there have been an estimated 1 billion cases worldwide, with more than 20 million deaths, including nearly 15 million children. Countless millions are alive, but left with paralysis or brain damage. The most successful countries are those which invested in preparedness and trained for this moment 
years in advance. This included having full-time pandemic preparedness and response teams, which conducted detailed operational planning and routinely tested those plans through exercises and drills. If more countries had participated and heeded the guidance, the toll might have been much less. Why, why didn't you just have Gates speaking that last part there? Because that's everything that he's been asking for is exactly that. What was it that he said about um, uh, about the response for COVID-19? Well, if every country just did what Australia did, then we wouldn't have had this problem. And if we if we have a uh, what does he call it? His germ team. If, if we have those. Uh, yeah, those germ teams. If we have those that can war game this stuff all the time, because you're going to need them. You see, you're going to need them. In you just need somebody to fund it. Yes. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, he said the WHO and you heard what they said there about the WHO. You're going to have to have the WHO coordinate all of this. And they just so happen to have a <laughs> pandemic accord that they're getting ready to put through. Can mm -hmm. you not see? I'm not trying to be funny here. Can you not see what they're actually doing? They run these types of simulations like this, exactly this. So when it does happen, their sorry asses aren't liable. That's why they do it. That, that, that's, that, that is... It's polarized because if I saw that and it did happen, I would then question. Yeah, but see, we didn't see Event 201 until after. We didn't see that. And they ran this one exactly the same time as they did the last time. So exactly the same time of year. 2025, remember? Yeah, they're saying yeah, 2025, yeah. Out of curiosity, um, did you guys uh, remember what the predictions were in the very beginning of COVID? How bad it would be? Uh, they were they were predicting yes. like a yeah up to like Ferguson. a five percent fatality rate or something yeah, yeah. like that. Ferguson, I mean, it was pretty high. Yeah, Neil Ferguson, Imperial College London, was saying we're going to have thirty million dead if we don't uh, lock everything down, yeah. like China. So the the figure they gave there. They, they just told you the figure of how many people died uh, versus how many people that were confirmed infected. In their own argument there that they were saying that they have to do all this, you know, have the germ teams and, and, and communications and do and, you know what the percentage is? I, I just did the calculation real quick to, to see the flu. That's what the fatality That's rate was that they just gave you. It was it yeah, was but, the flu. Yeah, but you know you know why this is going on, don't you? Basically, if they actually trigger it, the thing is, the biggest problem we've got is the fallout from COVID hasn't finished yet. So the deaths, the mortality rate is ramping up. So what do you need to get away with what's coming anyway? And you've I already mean, this damaged is people's immune systems. You've, yeah, already, well, you've already weakened them. Damaged them. Damaged them. You, you don't know half of this because, I mean, the last time I spoke and bored people to death, it was about the furin cleavage system. Yeah. And we found out whatever. But it gets, it, the thing is, there's, there's so many medical people out there. There's so many um, people in the um, funeral business, the embalmers and everything that are coming across all sorts of stuff. And they are frightened for their livelihoods and jobs. So they're shutting their mouths and they're staying stumped. But a lot of them are passing on information and it's getting out there. And it's going to, there's there's a certain uh, amount of pathologists out there that are doing a lot of work now. And because we've, all of a sudden, and it, it does sound like a, a when, when, when you see these shot, screenshots that people do, because they've got phones, because it's all localized and they come out and they, you see these things like these rubberized strings and stuff that people are pulling out of their bodies. They are actually in checked and there are pathologists that are actually looking into blood samples and everything and actually giving it shit. These are actual protein blood clots and the body's not capable of breaking these proteins down now. It's too much. It, it, there's so many um, uh, seminars and talks and things going on at the moment, and people are trying to get it out there. And the, the information's there. And right, how do, how do I say you got to try and simplify so people understand. Once again, everything was thrown out there, like the last time I said, they were talking about the spike protein, and it's a spike protein and it's a spike protein. And we know viruses have spike proteins. And it was about the genetic side of the cleavage site, and that made it specifically humanize that virus. And that was the proof. Now, the other damning effect is the vac normal vaccines, right? Normal vaccines stay localized in your arm. Your body attacks it. It finds a footprint, identifies it for future reference, simplifying it. It's there. So why does this thing go throughout your body? And it's producing itself 
And we know that COVID itself, because of its own spike protein, creates blood clots because it's reproducing itself in your system. The vaccine seems to be more harmful. Why would what 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 is getting it through your body? It's a simple delivery system called lipid. Oh God, what's his name? Lipid nanoparticles. Lipid nanoparticles. I can't get my tongue around my tongue. Lipo nanoparticles. Yeah. Oh, I'm having a problem there. And do you know what that was designed for? You know when it was designed? I don't know when it was designed, but I know who designs it. Yeah. But do you know why it was originally designed? It was originally designed to go across, so it could go across the brain membrane to deliver uh, chemotherapeutic stuff against tumors and stuff. Interesting. So it could transverse it. That It's a carrier. That carrier takes spike protein and enables it to go everywhere. Now, that is why it's in your system. Here's the multi-million dollar question. Where... Are they being manufactured? Where? Mm-hmm. What? What the uh, are the actual vaccines or no? The particles? No, no, no. The particles. Where are they being manufactured? Do you know? I actually, I actually don't know that. At least yeah. I do. At least from the documents, at least we know of one vaccine where they are made, and that is in China. Ah. Right, okay. I know a lot of the Moderna vaccines are made in Spain. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about Moderna. I, I have not looked into that. However, the Pfizer vaccine, we do know 100% that it is made in China. Right. That wouldn't surprise me at all. But this, they've known about this for two decades. They've known about the design for it. You think about chemotherapy. Yeah. It was literally designed to carry. It took over from previous, what they call carriers for delivery systems. And they literally designed it because they needed something to be able to go across the brain membrane to help deliver chemo, tumors, and stuff like that. I so never they knew already the knew. System. Yeah, I never yeah, knew the they, delivery system. Yeah, it's all right. It's fine. So they knew about this. So they knew as soon as they put it in your system, it was going to enable it to go everywhere. And these pathologists, of course, you can you can flag up. You can actually flag up the, the spike proteins and see how far they go. Yeah. And they're seeing in all these autopsies where all these spike proteins are like this everywhere. It's everywhere. It's it's like they've they've got the dead are giving up their story now and they've been able to see what's going on. Sorry, Johnny, go on. I, I just like to clarify those are actually made by another company that's not making a vaccine. I don't know if you knew that or not. That wouldn't surprise me. They're made by Merck Pharmaceutical. I, mean, uh, I, could, tra- also... I, I could trace it back, but I'm beyond that now. I just want to learn the science yeah, and yeah. what's going on out there. Yeah, now. yeah. no, I, I get it. It's, I, I, I learned I learned about the, the manufacturing of the particles about a year ago from the lipid nanoparticles. That's being done by Merck. The other companies, as far as I know, aren't actually doing them. But that's part of their uh, ingredients, uh, you know, to the part of the recipe for the uh, the vaccine. But, you, but I mean, but all what the is it? They, the, the, the thing is, they're using something that was designed to go across just about everywhere. Right. And they knew about it. So right. this is premeditated. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. But Bruce, so this, the, this, it's another proof of it. Sorry, Bruce, go on. I was just going to uh, expound upon that. That That's what, when, when we talk about... Um, uh, th- th- this vaccine is going into the rebu- uh, reproductive organs and the heart as well. That's what we're referencing is the liponanoparticles, the, the protein that it is, the heart muscles and the reproductive organs use that protein as food or, or uh, you know, production, if you will, uh, for the, the reproductive system. So that's why it's going uh, large quantities of it are going to those locations. Uh, it's because of that exactly. Yeah, but this is it. You see, the the, the replication of this um, spike protein, though, what, what they're finding is it's it's the whole walls of your of veins and some of the arteries. In fact, some of them are filling up with proteins, which they're calling blood clots. You see, you, you've got situations when when somebody dies and there's um, blood clots and stuff like that. It's very jellyfied. Whereas these ones are, are like rubbery, the, the protein structure and the bonding is so solid that the body's not been able to break it down. And what brought it to light with a lot of it was, and here's a strange thing, some of these clots are that big that some of the embalmers, yeah, in the funeral places weren't able to get their fluid through certain systems and they wondered why. And they started pulling these pots out and these protein blockages and went, and started sending them to pathologists to say, what the hell is this? And obviously, you've got the pathologists doing their work, and they're giving it 
oh, hang on here, what what is going on? And now they're starting to look into it. I mean, there's one of them out there that you actually literally, and this is this is where you you got your stories of um, contaminants within within your vaccines because they just took patches of vaccines, right? And this is another thing they've started to put out there when people are out there and going. Well, I've had the vaccine because I've I've had it from family. I've had it. Well, I've had the vaccine. I'm okay. There's nothing wrong with it. And do you know what that is? The manufacturing. You see, the biggest thing here is this has all been about the dollar. Yeah. So basically, a manufacturing process for something like this takes a long time to get it right. So the pathologist took some. Uh, uh, they've taken batches of these different vaccines, whether it's Johnson Johnson, whether it's Moderna, whether it's Pfizer, whether it's AstraZeneca, and they looked in it and they thought. Well, I want to see what's here. They went, hang on a second. What's happening here? We've got a total different ranges of particulates here. And we've got contaminants in every, you know, on a microscopic level. So they found um, graphene oxide and then that, that got out. And then they had um, glass. They had, um, what was uh, it? Found, it was graphene found, oxide, glass. They found stainless steel in the, uh, the Japanese. Oh, yeah. There was, there was stainless steel because that was... 1.63 billion of them got sent back. Yeah. There was there, there was about five or six contaminants. But then they, are, they also discovered that the particulate level was so varying across it, and that meant, hang on, the manufacturing standards are crap here. Why? They're giving it, well, this is where you've got your nanoparticles, your lipid nanoparticles, yeah? They went, hang on a second, this stuff doesn't like being agitated. So if in the manufacturing process it gets agitated, as in, moved shaken up and stuff this stuff floats separates yeah so it floats and separates and so you've got say loads of it going out and that delivery might be closer to saline solution because it's particular level low and then your middle lot might be closer to what the vaccine should be and then you've got a high concentration at the other end which probably causes no end of harm so you're going to have people that think they've been vaccinated and they're lucky because it hasn't had any adverse effects on them. And then you got those. So it's no, it's no standard. I mean, it, it got reported back from Europe that they had, I mean, most of it is 50 to 55% purity. I mean, and they were giving it, well, what, what's going on here? And it's just been pushed out to the market to make the money, irrespective of harm or whatever, because it should all be at a specific standard, for God's sake. But then we know it's not a vaccine because it doesn't give immunity. So I'm getting tired of hearing that word. There's got to be another word created for this because it's not a vaccine. I think it Bruce is just hit on a it. drug. Yeah, I think Bruce hit on it. Quite simply, it's just a quote therapeutic. That, that's all it is. It's it's the very definition of what you would consider a um you know a, a prescription remedy or something. Well, actually, you know what I would call it damaging placebo because it has the yeah. placebo effect to say you're okay, but really I'm going to hurt you. Yeah. You could call it that. It's an interesting uh, way. I mean, the term's almost an oxymoron in and of itself. It but. is an oxymoron, yeah. And that's why I like it. I don't, I don't know. It just popped into my head. Probably because I want Martin to say something about it. So he can verbalize <laughs> later. Yes, yes, that's right. He has one more um, week to criticize you before the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, well, bless him. At least that means he's listening, even though I know I'm right. This is socks. There is a name to right. There's graphene oxide, stainless steel, glass particles, aluminium. Or aluminum, if that's what you call it in America. We and do, yes. <laughs> bit, bit, bits of bits of gasket. Um, bits of gasket. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, the little bits of rubber and everything. Was, oh, like for the tops. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that that was in one of the Japanese sendbacks and that. But there is. Uh, oh, somebody did. Um, I'm sorry. I'm halfway through loads of stuff at the moment looking into this, and there was a really interesting researcher out in south africa and she is so really writing up on this and she does a lot to do with bloods and stuff and there's the word for it amyloid amyloid clots and if you look it up you'll love it amyloid amyloid clots i think it's as in amy lloyd as in a-m-y-l-o-i-d i think and it's basically the structures of these they're known of but they're they are like proteins that really bind that cannot find it hard to break down. And this is what this is producing. These are producing clotting, which the body is finding unable to break down. Like I say, the dead are now giving up their secrets. And it, and, and it isn't nice. It, it, it's not nice. There was, 
I was looking at one of the, because um, there's, there's so much information and scans out there. There was one of someone's brain that had just about gone to a pulp because their system had been producing white blood cells upon white blood cells upon white blood cells. And when they looked to see what, what was everywhere in the brain, it was the spike protein. That lipid nanoparticles had gone across and the spike protein was reproduced itself and the system just eat itself to death. This is exactly what we found, uh, what Bruce and I found in the research, the trials, the actual trials, the animal trials, I might add, not the human trials. They've never actually had any human trials until now. But the animal trials that they did at the University of Texas at Galveston back in, uh, Bruce, was it 2000 and, uh, 2012 that they did that? Uh, 12 or 13, something like that. Something yeah. like that, yeah. But that's where we found in that research paper, and it wasn't very long. Ned, I can actually send it to you if you like. It was 13 pages long, and all the test subjects died, all of them, using the mRNA vaccines at the time to specifically vaccinate for a coronavirus using mRNA technology. And they specifically said in the summary, in the final summary, you know how they give the final summaries at the end of the paper, mm -hmm. they say... We suggest extreme caution before this is ever utilized for human use because of yeah. what they found. And it was heart attacks, strokes, blood clots, hemorrhaging of all the vital organs, the liver, the heart, the lungs, the eyes, the brain, all of it, everything, everything that we're seeing, you know, cardiac arrest, everything, everything that we're seeing happened in the animal trials. We knew that this is what was going to happen, but because it was used in humans, it takes a lot longer. Well, it's, it's not just that. It, it's still pushing it. Still, every booster, every vaccine you take, if you've been lucky and got a weak solution and you've survived it one, two, three, whatever times due to poor manufacturing, because this is all about the dollar and death, basically, because they don't care, I advise you to stop before your luck runs out. So... You can be on the side of the vaccine and saying, well, I've had it. There's no problem. I don't mind having it. You may. You may just, you know, just take one too many because Lady Luck has got a bit of a funny twist to her and you will run out eventually. Pathologists are out there. They're trying to get this stuff out there. It's hideous. These proteins, and the more you take, the more your chances are problems. And that's and when they say um, they've, they, this is why that Sears project or something similar, it's there as an ass covering contest because you're going to get the dead haven't stopped stacking up. The dead have not started stacking up. You might even get to a point where you might not get insurance, life insurance, and that will be the telling point. And they give it, nah, we'll give you a free burial. That'll be about all you're going to get. And that'll be straight down the incinerator. And oh, look, the evidence is gone. Thank you very much. But yeah, these clots are protein based and they're not like normal clots and they are really binding. And yeah, I thought it was something out of the X-Files when you see people giving it, wow, pulling this out of the blood and whatever. No, they are in existence because if you go down the lines, yeah, the people in the funeral parlors are getting worried and they've got in contact with a pathologist and there is a line you can follow. And some of these pathologists are very, very good. And they've literally, even to the point where they've, well, okay, if you, I'll invite you in to my lab and you can pick, choose, whatever, and we'll do the science in front of you. And that is what you've got. And they're going to ask whatever questions you want. And it's some, some of it is quite, well, it, it, it's nothing short scary, to tell you the truth. Nothing short I think scary. You, I think you're misunderstanding uh, what's going on here, Ned. You see, people go in and get these and they're pushing the, uh, the, new, uh, the new flu vaccine. People go in and get these to prevent these issues that you're talking about. Did you know that? Yes, indeed. I'm completely serious. They did a report on oh, it. What would you like to hear? <laughs> Not really, but go ahead. <laughs> I need a break. That looks, that's what Over looks the past like a bit of a week, punk flu cases have continued to climb across the country and here in the Carolinas. According to the CDC, both North and South Carolina are experiencing very high flu activity. It started much earlier than usual, but doctors are stressing it is not too late to get your flu shot. WCNC Charlotte's Chloe Leshner explains why it is especially important for certain populations. Hospital beds in the Carolinas are filling up with flu patients. This year's season, the worst we've seen in a decade. Doctors say the majority of the people admitted to the hospital haven't gotten their annual flu shot. Well, you should plan to get it now. It's not too late. 
In addition to protecting against inf infection, both influenza and COVID-19 vaccines can protect people from the downstream effects of those infections. That includes heart attack or stroke. Research shows cardiovascular deaths spike around the same time as the flu. And doctors often find a patient presenting with a heart attack will have just gotten over a viral infection. It's pretty well established that Viral infections in the right patient, the right vulnerable patient who has comorbidities, maybe diabetes, has had heart disease in the past, is going to predispose them to inflammation, stressing their blood vessels, and then subsequent you know, heart attacks and strokes. But getting the flu shot significantly lowers that risk. Plus, this year's vaccine is extremely <laughs> effective at treating the strain circulating in the community. Set yourself up for holiday success because the last thing you want to do on your on your holiday is to have to go to the emergency room or worse yet, you know, have a heart attack that could change the prognosis of your life forever. So Doctors say don't put it off much longer. Full protection comes two weeks after the shot. Chloe Leshner, WCNC Charlotte. Full protection. So you see, Ned, you're, you're supposed to get a, a flu shot and a COVID shot to prevent heart attacks or strokes. That's why you're supposed to get it. Yeah. Okay. And once you've died of it, it's too late. Oh, and they've already said all future vaccinations are going to be mRNA ba uh, based. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. All future vaccinations, mRNA is not a vaccine. Oh, how can... Well, that's a lie in itself, is it not? Oh, by the way, there is something else that they actually found within um, another contaminate within the vaccines, which is quite scary. They actually did find traces of human protein and human DNA. So basically, Why the biggest problem... Well, it's just bad manufacturing. So you've oh, got all these contaminants going in there, yeah? And they actually found... And they said, well, this is a worrying problem at this level because it's the three of us here, yeah? If three of us are different blood types, different blood types have different proteins. So if you get given the wrong blood, guess what happens? You've got a problem. So you if you have problem, different yeah. human protein in there, that is going to cause or has a high chance of causing an adverse effect. So even on that premise alone, just don't take it, man. You're just um, blocking up the chances against you. You know, you had mentioned a couple of weeks ago about that uh, that case in New Zealand about that uh, child that was needing of life saving surgery, and they the parents didn't yes, want yes, yes. vaccinated. Well, there's, yeah, there's a second. Well, yeah, the the Ardern and her uh, cohorts over overruled that and did it anyway. But there's another uh, case down in New Zealand where there was another child that needed life saving surgery, and they were saying that they wanted the same thing. Now, I haven't heard anything else about that case. But I saw this one just the other day. Newborn baby in the state of Washington dies of a blood clot after the hospital gave him vaccinated blood transfusion, despite the arrangements that the parents had made for non-vaccinated blood. The condition that he had was 95% survivable, but they gave him vaccinated blood and he got a clot and died immediately. Ooh. So this is a problem. This is a very serious problem. It is. That's why I flagged it up. Okay, I mean, okay, it's across the other side of the world, but they have every right to. The idea is when you can reduce the possible harm, even if you're arguing about whether it is or not, if there's a chance of harm or less harm, you take the less harmful route. If you don't, that means you do not care. You're stacking it up against your patient. So where did the medical ethics work there? That's total politics. Politics is overruled every ethical barrier now and this is what this needs pulling down it is just so wrong sorry but even if i was a a doctor or a medic or anybody involved in that man i couldn't live with that i just couldn't no but it, we're, we're back to where we started with the cognitive dissonance people are just like they just don't even acknowledge that this is a thing if someone like a close family member immediate fam family member or or a child or, or something of that nature dies then they say, well, we never know how much time we have. We need to cherish life. <laughs> like this, this is where we are. Did you hear the story about, oh, actually it was multiple stories, but there's been three World Cup journalists, three of them that were there covering the uh, the tournament that have died within 72 to 96 hours of each other. All of this, all of cardiac issues. And you've got the wife of one who is a prominent doctor, comes out in the mainstream media and says, well, you know, it's just one of those things. <laughs> yeah, I'm even sure it's okay. And she walked off with a boyfriend. Yeah, something. I, I mean, I, I, this is just, 
And these are these are guys in like their their thirties. It's it's not like yeah, it's not like these I are people know, in like eighties uh, or nineties or something here. When did we get to the point where life means nothing? It literally does mean nothing to loads of them now. I would say and that started fifty years ago. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But it's it's so evident now that. And not even living for the moment. It's not as if you've got a happy society, a happy-go-lucky society that going, whoa, live for the day. Let's all have a party. Are they? No, not, the no. only drug, The only drug available is going to uh, not be good for you. It's unbelievable. Yeah, oh, sorry, it's pathetic. It's, We're, um, uh, mo- most of them would not know how to party. And you're going to say, we've got to get off. Yeah, yeah, we're getting uh, we're getting close to time, so I guess I'm going to have to get to my surprise, aren't I? Yeah, please do. I've been waiting yeah. all night for this. It is the holiday time, yeah, Ned. It is mm-hmm. it is the holiday uh, holiday time. Do you get into the holiday spirit? Ho ho ho! No, no. Yeah, of course I do. No. Yeah. You do the whole. Right. Did you play? Did, did you tell me? I know that that Marty does. Do you, do you play Father Christmas too sometimes, or or is that no? Same uh, thing for you. I uh, um. I don't have to play Father Christmas, do I? Because there is one. Well, yes, there is one. Uh, well, at least at least for the time being, there is one. That is until... <laughs> you're going to hate me for this. That is until Probably. the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci has oh, his... No. <laughs> has his way about... <laughs> Grinch of Christmas. He Fauci. is... He's going to let everybody know this year uh, to this, this six-year-old. The six-year-old asks him if he's taking care of Santa this year. This was Fauci's response. You have two syringes in his hands. Will Santa still be able to visit me in coronavirus this season? What if he can't go to anyone's house or near his reindeer? Well, I have to say I took care of that for you because I was worried that you'd all be upset. So what I did a little while ago, I took a trip up there to the North Pole I went there and I vaccinated Santa Claus myself. I measured his level of immunity and he is good to go. He can come down the chimney. He can leave the presence. He can leave and you have nothing to worry about. You see, Ned, he vaccinated Father Christmas himself. Yeah, that's a horrible thing to do to somebody. That is a horrible thing to do. That's as bad that, as that, that, Dr. Hillary Jones giving people the uh, the jab that, there. That is, actually, that, that is actually contemptible because, I mean, I'm sorry, Elon Musk pronoun, I'm all for that. Right. Yeah, that's true. Now, let's not exclude the uh, the two CNN hosts that are here with Dr. Fauci. You have to think uh, that they, they've done some stellar interviews in the past. They've had guests on such as Big Bird from Sesame Street, uh, as well as Elmo. They're all dead, aren't they? I haven't seen them since. So, yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> Probably are. I don't know. Um Oh, yes. I have. I, I forgot to look into something this week, which you guys were talking about the other day. An ecto life thing. Oh yes, Ecto Life. Yeah, uh, we'll that, we'll be getting into. A, yeah, we're we're oh, going to be getting into. I, well, I tell you what, we'll discuss that more. Yeah, we'll discuss that more next week. Uh, well, I was I was looking for a CV write up for um, Mr. Fauci. You were able oh, to pull a CV. You should, you, you, you should, no, a reference for him. You should actually you you'd be able to tell me who said this. Okay, Dr. Fauci is a national hero who will be remembered for generations to come for his innate goodness and many contributions to public health. Despite your business success, he was talking to somebody, you will be remembered most for fueling possible hate and um, divisions. You may have money, but you have no class. Was that that um, NASA colonel that said that to Elon Musk about Fauci? John O'Brennan. Is he... Something to do with one of your uh, government? Brennan, the CIA guy? Yeah, John O'Brennan. Oh, for God's that sake. Did, that was this a, is, that was his Twitter reply. Brennan. Oh, for God's sake. Drop dead, Brennan. <laughs> yeah. He, he, I went, wow, what a reference. <laughs> so, so apparently Elon Musk <laughs> is fueling public hate and divisions. And he may have money, but he's got no class, apparently. <laughs> apparently, okay, Mr. yeah. You want to know, I'll tell you what. This, yeah, I, I, this got posted today. Do you want to know what the CIA does? This is what they do, right? Take a listen to this, right? I, oh, I got, I, I got so much audio. I mean, I can't even get to all of it and put it into context. But this, this is the kind of garbage that these people do. This was put on television back in 1983. Imagine how long they've been doing this. They have to own all of the networks 
at this point in time by all the all the nonsense that we see. But listen to this. You briefed the press, did you not, when you were there? Well, I had several jobs. One of my jobs was that of analyst. Uh, I also was an interrogator and indeed briefed the press when we, the CIA, wanted to um, circulate disinformation on a particular issue. Disinformation is not necessarily uh, not necessarily a lie. It may be a half truth. And uh, we would pick out a journalist. I would go do the briefing and um, hope that he would put the information in print. What was your percentage of success? We were pretty successful in planning um, information of a rather rarefied nature. For instance, if we wanted to get uh, across to the American public that the North Vietnamese were building up their force structure in South Vietnam, I would go to a journalist and advise him that in the past uh, six months, X number of North Vietnamese forces had come down the Ho Chi Minh Trail system through southern Laos. Now, there is no way a journalist can check that information. Uh, that's data derived from uh, uh, radio intercepts, uh, spy in the uh, sky photography. So either he goes with the information or he doesn't, and ordinarily or usually, the journalist would go with it because it was it looked like some kind of exclusive. And um, I would say our percentage of planning that kind of data was uh, 70 to 80 percent. That's the kind of nonsense that they do. Yep. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, how many movies and how many things have you put out there so the actual public is numb to it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's all out there. And it's just... <laughs> It's just a joke. Yeah, you mentioned the X-Files, and I, I was, you, you know, you kind of mentioned that. You said when they pull these clots out, it looks like something out of the X-Files. Well, even to that point, they had a direct hand in uh, what was done with that series, the original one. I don't know so much about uh, the newer one, but uh, the original series, Chris Carter, the creator of it, the, the writer yeah. of it, actually went to the government and said, this is what I want to do a show on. And uh, it was all these like government conspiracies and everything. And he, he wanted consultants to actually come on and make sure that he got it right because he wanted it to be as convincing as possible to the public. And they said they looked at it and they said, you're not going to do this show at all unless you mix in a whole bunch of gray skin space alien stuff into it or you're not going to be allowed to make it. And so that's what he had to do. There you go. It was quite good. Yeah, and it was still a, still a very successful series, yeah. Oh, God, it, it, I think... Um, and there were a lot of actual had things. Legs, yeah, they had like 11 oh, yeah. seasons or something. They actually did um, some... And they touched on some real government programs and stuff that, that actually happened um, and, and that still go on today. That is how you do it, don't you? Disseminate. It's, 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 it's all brilliant. I mean, and there's so much stuff out there now via our superheroes and... Um, comics and whatever cartoons that are out there it's very cleverly done and it just makes people numb to the whole of the whole effect it's desensitizing the uh, general public yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it does but i was saying about it, the walking it, dead it turns I said, that's them all what happens. bloody morons it does it does but that's what i was saying about the series the walking dead i said that's what happens when all of this goes horribly wrong is that that's why it's to, to sensitize you. <laughs> yeah, is, that, is that the end result, is it? That's the end result, so, yeah. So, that's, so, there's, that's so, so there's a couple yeah. of handfuls of us actually trying to survive what's left. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's oh, it that's right awesome. there. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Um, yeah. We did run over a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, final thoughts? Um, uh, I, have, I haven't really got much to say other than, well, I don't know what I'm going to be here next Friday. I'll have to give you a buzz. Oh no! But anyway, it's going to be the yeah. last one before. I was, ho one I was hoping you were going to get a Merry Christmas in three times before there. Oh, I see. And Fauci, he don't get it, does he? He's going to get the biggest sack of coal for Christmas that you've ever seen. You know that, don't you? I do he's know been that. A yeah. bad, he's been a yeah. bad boy. He has been. That's yeah. not good. Yeah. Do you think Gates is going to get sacks of coal too, or he's getting nothing? He's not. He's not even good. He's not even worth a bag of coal. And I was actually no, telling Bruce this week. I said, you know what? Like Fauci and Gates and, and all these corporate heads and everything else. Klaus Schwab and, and all the rest of that kind, the the bankers and, and all the, the BlackRock and the rest of these these yahoos. You know what? These people aren't even worth digging up a discarded rope at a garbage dump to hang them with. They're not even worth that. I tell you what, I, there's so many people, probably the, the when the fallout comes, there are going to be so many fingers pointing in every direction. Uh, it's just going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be horrible. Uh, and I think people have got to start finding ways to live and move away from this, not just say, well, I, I've got to keep my job because there's loads of us out there that have gone, 
this is now our job. This is now our job just to keep it going, keep, keep the information out there. And we've got to try and not politicize it and just keep the information out there. So that's that is what, true. That, that, that's a scary bit. That, that is a scary bit. Yeah. That, no, that was from Martin. You're, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that he'll be hearing it, yeah. And I'll be getting a phone call on it, too. So thanks for that. I appreciate that. That's after he gets done go. with his Christmas shopping. Uh, but yeah, Merry Christmas. This is, this is breaking, and, and we're going to go ahead and jump out of here, but this is breaking. The next round of Twitter dumps by Elon oh, Musk have just started. And the first in the thread says exactly this. I'm quoting word for word. The FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, U.S. state agencies and government affiliated think tanks, key on that one, colluded with Twitter to censor content on the platform. Awesome. Did it happen? Yeah. That's the first thread, but we're going to be talking more about that in the week to come. So we're going to go ahead and jump out here. I'll be listening. I now have to take my laptop and everything with me. So I've got to go see family talk with me and say Merry Christmas to people, but I will be listening in and keep keep up the good work, guys. Thank you very much. We're going to go ahead and jump out of here. Thanks for being here, Ned. We'll see you next week, hopefully, hopefully, if all yeah. if all works out. So for those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. If you know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own, we would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you both for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.